following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Good evening, Christian Life Austin. It's such an honor to come into your homes this evening. And what a joy it is to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to you again today. I am so excited to be with you tonight on this January the 13th, Wednesday night. And we're excited about the fact that next month, beginning February the first Wednesday, we're going to start having in-service service. We're going to get to be in the house of God. I am preaching to a vast, beautiful, built, empty arena here tonight, a church that absolutely needs you in it. You need to be in the house of God. I need to be in the house of God. We all need to be here. But what a joy it is to see God bring us to the conclusion of this and, and move us to where we are right now. During this pandemic, <clears throat> we did some neat stuff. And you that have not gotten to be back in church with us yet, we, we miss you. We really, really do. I want to tell you as a pastor, you're missed. You're missed horribly. We love you and we want you to be back. And, uh, you know, we, we've got right now with not all the seats on the floor and just the seats in the, in the mezzanine and the floor, we have over 1,300 seats set out right now. And so I would tell you that if you got here on a Wednesday night and you came in, you could find a spot somewhere in this, in this worship center where you could be separated probably twice as far as you would in any restaurant or any H-E-B. And so we've made preparation for you. We still take temperatures here. We still do the things that make us right and make it good. You can wear your mask the whole service. And so we'd just love to see you. We'd love to see you. Sunday's going to be another great day. And in the morning is prayer time again at 6 a.m. for all you that are praying with us at home and all you that are coming to be with us in the service. Thank you so much. Prayer has been powerful and potent this time around this January season. And we love prayer at the first of the year. Just before I minister tonight, I just want to look around here and see these beautiful screens. I, I, I've pastored a long time and I've never had anything quite so, can I use the word awesome, uh, luxurious as having a screen like this behind us, send myself over here, send myself over here preaching the gospel. It's just an awesome thing to have this kind of coverage. It almost feels like that you are standing on the stage for the world. And I believe that Christian Life Austin is being brought to the stage of the world. I think this church will be a light in the evening time. I want to speak tonight to you on, uh, on, on, on something that I feel very good about. The news media lives up to the meaning of their name, news. And every day, some new name dominates the print, the radio, the television, the web. Names that were popular yesterday draw away into oblivion today, replaced with new names. It's almost like a comet going across the sky. It disappears. There is one name, however, that outlasts them all. For nearly two millennia, one and only one figure has soothed and disturbed mankind's collective consciousness. 
Do you know his name? Prior to his arrival on earth, the years were numbered by reigns of various kings. For example, in the fifth year of King Rehoboam, since his arrival, time has counted backwards and forward from the supposed year of his birth. As Peter Marshall, the chaplain of the U.S. Senate once said, there has been no other name who has dominated history. No other influence has so profoundly affected human life. No other birthday is so widely observed. No other teachings so much discussed. Of no one else have so many books been written. To the cause of no other leader have so many followers given their lives. So what is in a name? What is so important about this Jesus Christ? It is much like the question asked many years ago in Jerusalem, Matthew 21. And when he was come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved saying, who is this? I give you a two word title tonight. Simply his is. His is. Is what I will speak on tonight. Who is this? That was the question asked that day as Jesus made his way to the city of Jerusalem. Who is he? It seemed that the early apostles never really stopped answering this question all through their ministry. We read that the apostles in Jerusalem ceased not to teach and preach Jesus, Acts 5. Paul was determined to know nothing, nothing but Jesus in his life, 1 Corinthians 2. And speaking of he and his protégés, Paul declared, we preach Christ. Oh, that ministry in this hour would still preach the name, the wonderful name, the anointed name of Jesus Christ. By their actions, the apostles, they share something crucial with us today. Christianity, the faith once called the way, is founded on a person, not a philosophy, not some kind of written material, not merely obeying the golden rule, not just loving your neighbor or giving to others, not about trying to be good. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. The gospel isn't just history. It is his story, his story. The, his unfolding drama of redemption in four acts. Act one, God created mankind. Acts two, act two, mankind fell. Act three, God descended to reach mankind. And act four, God ascended to fill mankind with his spirit. And oh yes, the epilogue. Act five, he's coming again. It's all about Jesus. It's all about the Christ. Imagine yourself standing on the street corner in Jerusalem that day and people are racing around you waving palm branches and shouting Hosanna and they seem to be moving toward a solitary figure in the crowd's midst. Like Caesar's in that time, he too rides a donkey. It seems that he must be a conquering general or a king arriving in town, yet you don't know him. You're perplexed, so you reach for the arm of the nearest spectator and you ask, who is this? Who is he? I don't know him, but I feel that I must get to know him. And the person gives you an incredulous look as you have lost like you have lost your mind. He can't imagine how you don't know this man. 
Then he realizes that you are sincere. You really don't know him. Suddenly the man looks away and you think he must not know this man either. But when he looks back, tears are in his eyes. He's weeping. And as the tears flow, so do his words. Silently at first, but with so much emotion, you can hear him say, his is the voice. His is the voice. His is the voice that tells a woman with the past that she has a future. His is the voice that dispatches thousands of devils with a single word, go. His voice convicts the religious mob of their sins. His voice attracts the children of Jerusalem. His is the voice that speaks with such authority that convicts us of our yesterdays while giving us hope for our tomorrows. Never a man had a voice like this. His is the voice that calls over a stormy sea and puts waves asleep. His is the voice that speaks to the little and it becomes much. His voice is the one that bids us to step from the comfortable into the miraculous, that rebukes indecision while encouraging trust, that teaches us how to live and then empowers us to live it. His is the voice of a shepherd that knows his sheep by name, of the physician who says you are healed, of a judge who says, neither do I condemn thee, go and sin no more, of a savior who cries, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. His is the voice of a burden bearer who says, I will give you rest. His is the voice. You know, in the book of Acts, we read that King Herod appeared before the people of Jerusalem to give a speech one day. And the people shouted, his is the voice of a God and not a man. And because he did not rebuke the people for the idolatry that they said to him, an angel struck Herod with a great sickness and he died very soon. Herod's voice wasn't that of a God. But the voice of Jesus was that of the true and living God. His is the voice that speaks from his word. The voice that speaks from mankind's conscience. The voice that speaks to us from his handiwork. The voice that speaks to us from the needs of others asking for cold water. And the voice that speaks through a person filled with the spirit. His is the voice. Paul said that the Lord himself would descend from heaven with a shout. His is the voice that even the dead can hear. His is the voice that awakens those who are asleep in Christ. His is the voice that gives life to our dearly departed. And his is the voice that will summon all of us one day into the sky. His is the voice that speaks to us today. And then the man pauses in his response. He looks at you as if he really doesn't see you. He looks as if he's lost in his thoughts. He continues speaking about the name of Jesus. That behind the name is an ancient name of Jehovah for Jesus literally means Jehovah is our salvation. The man is obviously warming to the subject. He continues on. His is the name. <laughs> His is the name spoken by Gabriel to Mary and Joseph. His is the name worshiped by angels in Bethlehem's night sky. His is the name revered by shepherds and wise men alike and adored by Anna and Simeon in the temple. His is the name that brought a ray of light to a blind Bartimaeus that caused the gathering devils to pack their bags and run out of Gadara. 
that invited opposition or adoration, but never indifference, that heralded the dawn of a new day. His is the name. When believed on for the sick, brings healing. When called on for salvation, brings deliverance. And when confessed in times of struggles, bring answers. When worshiped, bring security. His is the name. Many years ago, Shakespeare asked, what's in a name? What's in the name of Jesus? It really all depends on who you are and what you do. To an architect, his name is the chief cornerstone. To a baker, his name is the living bread. And to a banker, his name is the hidden treasure. And to a biologist, his name is life. And to a builder, his name is the sure foundation. And to a doctor, his name is the great physician. His is the name. To a farmer, he's the Lord of the harvest. To a florist, he's the rose of Sheridan, the lily of the valley. Are you getting what I'm talking about today? To the geologist, his name is the rock of ages. To the judge, his name is the righteous judge. And to the jeweler, he's the perfect of great price and to the lawyer his name is wonderful counselor his is the name to the news reporter his name is good news God we need some good news now his name is good news to the optometrist his name is the light of the world to the philanthropist his name is the unspeakable gift to the philosopher his name is the wisdom of God to the preacher to the preacher, his name is the living word. And to the sculpture, his name is the living stone. His is the name. To the servant, his name is good master. To the statesman, his name is the desire of all nations. To the student, his name is truth. To the traveler, his name is the way. <laughs> and to the sinner, his name is savior. And to the worshiper, his name is the name Above every name. His is the name. It's been 20 centuries since mankind first heard that name. Bethlehem that night. The name Jesus is old but as fresh as the morning dew. We still dedicate our children calling on his name. We do all that we do with word or deed calling on his name. We seal marriage vows invoking his name. And when the clock of life chimes its final notes, we whisper with dying breath that precious name, Jesus. An old Christmas, Christ, Christian hymn said, his is the name that calms our fears and bids our sorrow cease. His name is music to the sinner's ear. He is life and health and peace. A more modern song simply says, O Lord, O Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. I wish you'd just take a moment to magnify that name just a little bit where you're sitting. Just magnify it in your home tonight. As Jesus passes before us that day on a donkey, the noise gets very loud. Yet the man who has been speaking does not seem finished. He speaks more loudly. His is the power. His is the power. He's the voice. He's the name. And his is the power. The power to make blind to see and the lame to walk. The power to heal the hurting and the heart sick. The power to appear to the disillusioned and discouraged. The power to find the lost and the wounded. His is the power to convict and convince, to rebuke and reprove, to bless and curse, to illuminate and darken. His is the power 
to bring you from confusion to understanding, to lead you from a prison cell to freedom, to draw you from doubt's dungeon to the highway of faith, and to usher you from a closet of prayer to the throne room of worship is, is the power. When Jesus taught us to pray, he instructed us to close with these words, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. For thine is the kingdom. The kingdom requires a king and the king requires power. His is the power and his kingdom is everlasting. His is the power over creation. Jeremiah said he made heaven and the earth. You made it by your great power. His is the power over elements. Psalm 65 said, when by his strength sets fast the mountains, who steals the noise of the seas. His is the power over the nations. The heathens raised, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, the earth melted, Psalms 46. His is the power over wickedness. Greater is he that is in you, 1 John 4 says, than he that is in the world. Jesus Jesus has the power to keep you from falling. Jesus is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Jesus is able to cure any situation and he's able to bring wisdom for his is the power. The procession has nearly passed now and the man who has been speaking turns to say something more but when he looks where you once stood, you're no longer there. He scans the crowd following Jesus and he sees you. He sees you. He sees you. There you are. Palm branches in either hand waving both your hands. And he smiles as he hears you join in the chorus. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. His is the voice. His is the name, and his is the power. Who is this man? He's the only one that I have discovered in my life worth following. He's the only one that I've discovered in my life to turn my back on sin and say, I will follow Jesus. He's the only one in my life that when I need something greater, than what human can give, I call on the name. I call on the power. And I call on the voice. And I ask him to help me. And he has never failed me yet. I want to look into your homes tonight and tell you, some of us need to get Jesus in our homes like never before. It's time to get pandemic out. Pan is an idol god, and, 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 the, and, and that other word, dimmick, is of the devil. It's a god of the devil that's trying to take us out of what we call our lives, pandemic. But I will tell you something. There is a name that you can call. There is a Jesus that you can have in your home tonight and get up with in the morning. I wake up every day saying, I love you, sweet Jesus. And I want you to direct my day and I want you to bless my, my family today and bless our church today and bless everybody in that church. You need to call on the name that's above every name that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess 
that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You listen to me. It doesn't matter what we're voting on. It doesn't matter what vote comes up. I will still vote for Jesus in everything that I do in my life. I love you tonight. I thank you for the privilege of letting me speak on this message tonight. His is. His is. His is. And I love you very, very much. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. But remember, his is the voice. His is the name. And his is the power. Have a great night. Have a wonderful evening. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your kids. Pick up the phone and call somebody and encourage them tonight. Tell them that you just heard something wonderful about Jesus Christ. And it didn't take the pastor all night long to preach it. I love you from the bottom of my heart, the depths of my soul. And I wouldn't trade any of you for three first round draft choices, okay? God bless you. You that can make it in the morning, we'll see you at prayer at 6 o'clock. And you that can't, please join us online and pray with us there. Prayer works no matter if you're driving your car, in your home, or in the house of God. We'd love to have all that could to be here in the morning because I love corporate prayer. Thank you for joining in. Let me bless you now. Dear Father, I thank you for this wonderful, wonderful church. And I thank you for your goodness that you have shown to our church and for the goodness and, and what you have done for us during this pandemic. God, we have built a house for you. We have built a house for you, Jesus, and we honor you in this house. It'll always be your house. It'll always be your place. And God, you're welcome. And even though I'm in an empty, an empty place here tonight, as far as people go, I feel your presence in this place right now. And God, it lets me know that you're with us and you're for us. And if you be for us, who can be against us? Bless the homes, bless moms and dads and the children and give us all safe nights and bring us up in the morning to magnify and edify and live a life worthy of being called a child of Jesus Christ. I love you. God bless you. You're the greatest people in the world. And I love you and I'll see you in church. Sunday morning, 9 a.m., 11 a.m., we're going to fill this house. Hey, I don't think it's going to snow Sunday. So we'll see you without your snow boots. God bless. Have a wonderful night.